What's up, businesses? I'm Nadia Sencio, and this is Girl Talks. I'm your host, Nadia Sencio, and today I'm here with... Caesar. Caesar who? Gracia. Caesar Gracia. And Caesar, what do you do? I, uh, I'm a filmmaker and improviser, comedian, and also teach acting for film. So you're like an auteur. I guess, somewhat, something like that. Yeah, somewhat. And I just saw your um, short film that you made for your dad. Second which, Wind, yeah. Second Wind, which was amazing. You're going to be uh, you. submitting that to different film festivals. Yep, yeah, right? yeah. Hopefully by next month, yeah. So tell me, how was that working with your father? It was kind of a dream come true, except it was his like, uh, touchdown, like, glory story. Like, every dad has that one football pass it did or whatever. Right. This was the one for him. He had boxed and he was broadcast on the radio and like he's like in Cuba. in Cuba. Right. And like wins it. So he, I've been hearing it since I was like fifteen. So being like I don't know, like inclined to cinematically, right. I always when he's telling the story I'm always picturing and seeing it. Exactly. So finally shooting it and editing it and getting it all together was was kind of fun and then seeing his face going like here, here's a reenactment of your life. Right. Yeah, and I, when we were on the dig, he was on set when we were shooting, and I remember him walking around the ring and like looking at it and just being a little bit like going back in time. Yeah, he was his head was somewhere else. He was reliving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was reliving. It. I, I mean, I just saw the footage. It was amazing. I think it's uh, what you've done is amazing. Not just for you know, obviously for your father for posterity, but also for everybody else because it it does touch on a theme where. You know, your dad says, you know, life is difficult. Yeah. It's going to land some punches, but I'm always going to get that second win. I right. think it's very inspiring. He's 90. Yeah. He's 90. 90. 90 You're a young man, and yeah. your dad is 90, so you were like one of the... I was 50 when he was born. I mean, I'm he sorry, was, I was, yeah. he was 50, I'm sorry, backwards. I was, he was 50 when I was born, yeah. He was so 50 you were old. like a... The last one, I rolled out. That's it. I didn't shoot out. <laughs> so uh you dribbled out i dribbled out i dribbled out and sometimes i'll look at because he eats a lot of seafood right. and so i mean he used to not as much now but he looks but, amazing so i try like i'm not a big seafood fan but i'm like i'm like i have to put that in my diet because you have I know, to. like I because just, you know what your dad yeah. has a full head of hair full head of hair he's gorgeous he's I, absolutely which, i wouldn't put him past like in his 70s. In his 70s. The way he moves around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He's uh, and like now. two shots of, a, of Cuban coffee every morning. Oh, of course. So people go like, oh, coffee's bad for him. Like, no. No, <laughs> like, right. It depends. Unless, unless he died 10 years ago and he's just running on coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that could be the case too. Which would be amazing. <laughs> Which would be a whole different plug for coffee than we've had so far. But, uh, so you're Hispanic. Yes, Cuban-American. Cuban-American male. You're from New York, right? Well, I met you when you came from New York. Yeah, I grew up here in... in, in I grew up in Hialeah. So I consider myself a Hialeah boy. I lived in New York for 12 years. Yeah. Like, enough to be considered a New Yorker. Right. You got uh, your card after 10 years. So yeah, you, you get your card. Yeah. So I was, I was up there, uh-huh. uh, but, uh, but I always felt... I guess I had like a lot of friends who were like actually like New Yorkers, New Yorkers. Like I had the accent and everything, so I was was kind of like ah, I'm just here. Right. Even though I kind of I feel like I know that city more than I know Miami, but uh, I was happy to come back. When I came back, it was and it's changed. It was like 12 years. And why did you come back? I, I felt like my voice was here. Uh, when why? I, when why I, is that? I mean, New York has more opportunity. Let's just. Be realistic. Granted, granted. But being, okay, so being like a storyteller and all that stuff. Right. I'm like, well, um, New York has got Scorsese, Woody Allen, and Spike Lee. Okay. New York doesn't need me. You know what I mean? And between, you know, if you want to know New York, Scorsese, Spike Lee, and Woody Allen, you get like... Pretty much everything. You get New York City. You right, know what I mean? Or right. little Billy Joe and Cole and <laughs> whatever you... Right. Or what's it like, uh, Lou Reed or whatever. And, uh, so you get, that's, that's New York. And I'm like... When I when I speak, I speak from this the, the humidity, palm trees, and pastelitos, and really, that's even when my... you were living in New York, were you speaking with that voice? 
Whenever, whenever I had a few drinks, I would somehow revert to something out of Miami. To what you know. And then the whole, even though like I, growing up here, like I grew up in the 80s in Miami. Right. Ooh, you know I mean? dangerous so it was, times. It was, it was, right. But see, I watched Cocaine Cowboys and I'm like, mm, it's like, it's like nostalgic. I want to get like, I want to cuddle up and be like, oh. Yeah, because you didn't really <laughs> actually like no, live it. You were a kid. No, but I, remember, I was, yeah, I was a kid. But I remember like the Z Cavariccis, the Drake car, the freestyle. Oh my just, like, God. It's, it, 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 it's just like a. Exaggerated, uh, uh, what is it? Um, like pastels. <laughs> it was just like yeah, Art Deco, like <laughs> but Randy it was But it was yeah, it wasn't even Art Deco. Like a, like South Beach. I remember South Beach before it was like South. Like South Beach didn't really start to like the mid or until like early nineties. I remember like going to and like Ocean, like the Cleveland there being like the only club. I remember and going, Ocean Drive being dead. I remember going to South Beach as a yeah. kid. Okay, in my in my aunt's. Cause I used to. Well, I was born and raised in Connecticut, mm. so we used to come down uh, for the summer vacation. You know, from school down yeah. to Miami, and we would all load up into my aunt's station wagon. Right, and we'd go down to the beach. I remember no. Ocean Drive as nothing but There's nothing. Hotels and little old Jewish people yeah. sitting outside, and that was it. The, the, uh, the, and I remember because it was a, the Art Deco preservation when people realized that, hey, these buildings are old and they're cool, and they're something, and, and they, they're they, valuable. And then it became, yes. and then they opened the Cleveland, I think it was, like, right. I'll say it was the first one, but I remember that being one of the first like hot spots on Ocean Drive. And I remember that being like the only thing, and then the rest were being the deserted and going right. there when I was like 18 or 19. Right. That's like, or that's like 93. 92, 93, and then by 96, forget it. They had, it was The secret blown. is out. The secret yeah, is out it was already. Blown. Uh, but my thing I tell people is like in Scarface, Pacino makes a U-turn uh-huh. with like a 1970 Cadillac. Which is impossible to on do. On Ocean Drive. <laughs> you cannot do that with a smart car today. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, he just does that. That's like, true. You know, he just well, like, you could do it, like but year. not without hitting like a million No, you're not, you're not gonna, it's not going to yeah. happen. So, um, so I grew up here and like the whole, like even though then I hated the whole like freestyle music and all, but now I listen to it I'm like I, I kind of like it and then does that mean you're getting older? Does I'm getting mean, older okay. and it kind of reminds me of that and I remember like I grew up in a unique place and I, the thing is when people would ask me like oh what do you like more like New York or Miami I'm like there are two places completely different to the rest of the country. It's like saying do you like apples or like a steak? It's two different. Yeah. Right, but the thing is, like New York is unlike anywhere else in the country, Amen. and my and Miami is unlike anywhere else in the well, country of the world as well. New York is like nowhere else in the country. Miami isn't even part of the country. <laughs> it's a whole other. It's, it's, it's a just whole a different place. It's different a whole different planet. Yeah. So when I met people up there, like if you, oh, I'm from the Midwest, from Florida, they had a common experience. I'm mm. like, I'm the only person who had like not like I went to uh, or private school, Roblanca Academy. Right, you know, there's these little like up uh, in the '80s and '70s, like '70s and '80s, little like private schools that there were like started by Cubans. Right, very elitist. Very elitist, and it was it was also a lot of like um, with a lot of fear mongering. Oh, la ganga de la cosa pública, and yeah. they scared. And then yeah. it was like the the people were like, oh, you're from the old country. Well, you're gonna raise my child. I mean, and I think every my, every immigrant. You know, has gone through that, that like, right, right. oh, I trust you. Like, you go to the, I'm sure the Irish went to the Irish doctor, the Italians went to the Italian yeah, doctor yeah, because yeah. it was just comfort. Right. You trust them, so whatever. But everybody like, goes to the Jewish lawyer. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That's a different so, story. So, <laughs> you, uh, so you, I, I went to these little, like, uh, like I went to like an all Cuban like the people have been to an all boys school and all girls school I went to like an all Cuban school that's just unheard of right it wasn't <laughs> that school uh, Roblanca Roblanca it was, it, it was, it was, and where was that in Hialeah it was in Hialeah behind the cleaners and it used oh, to be like old apartment God. buildings so like every classroom had like a bathroom because it was really like an apartment that they wow. converted to a school wow so it's just a, it was like unique it's a unique place and I was going like this is something that 
if I had to tell a story, this is what no one's ever heard. It could be curious. That's absolutely true. So Miami, that's just, what, Miami does not have a voice. Yeah. And then, I was, and then I was married and we were going to, uh, well, she was already like leaving me, but I thought we were going to come down here and like start a new whatever because you struggle in New York. And but I'm she like, was well, from have, Miami as well? No, she was from, she was from Long Island. Oh, no. There was and no was way not, she was going to come like, down yeah. here. And yeah. she was like, oh, we could live in Boca. I'm like, well, yeah, but Boca is like, like well, it's nowhere near. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Of course, yeah. she's not going to want to live in Miami mm. because why? There's too many Cubans down here. No, she just, yeah, she, she couldn't. Um, so that, that that was perfect that that, ha- that, that happened. But um, So, so you came down reasons. here and what was that? You had to have gone through culture shock. When I first met you, I remember that we talked a lot about New York City and about like all the mm-hmm. missed opportunities mm-hmm. and what's going on there and what's missing in mm-hmm. this city, which yeah. is obviously opportunity and, and, and more so an audience right there's yeah. we're missing an audience we we don't here's the thing um our audience is very much like our our sports audience uh-huh. uh we don't root for losers right like you, need, you need a championship which means what hollywood the stamp of approval you need yeah we need a hit you need to have made it like in music for example like people could rise you know what uh-huh. I mean? like people made it homegrown well from, he, he you well, know what I mean? remember that his uncle is uh dj laz Okay. okay. Yeah. So well, yeah, he yeah. had a lot of help. Still homegrown. Except, Still homegrown. It's homegrown, but he had a lot of help. He had a lot of airplay. You know, a lot of you know forcing now, it down the throat of right. of Miamians. Yeah, but, but now he liked it or not. But now he's missing worldwide. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, but you but know, still how many years has it been? How, yeah, Stefan's. You know. Well, you know the Stefan's like, are. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in music, people have kind of like, but in uh, in as, as far as. Uh, Actor-wise or film-wise or they whatever, don't support. It ha- no, it just hasn't really happened. And they in don't theater, support. in theater, it's, it's been harder. But if something hits, uh, they they go. I remember like, in the '90s, uh, the Fonomecos, these Cuban comedians that come from the island, and they kind of had a fan base. And the Fono, words, Fono what? those Fonomecos, they they ended up doing that and making Bing. I don't know if you can remember no, that. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, that's a long story. I kind of know their whole little history like because. The Fiji boys? Not even. Uh, these guys actually had, like, they were on television in Cuba. Okay. And then it was three guys. Two, they went to Puerto Rico for some tour or whatever. And they stayed. And then one guy went back. And then uh. two guys stayed and they came to Miami. And they started here in, like, in banquet halls. Okay. Doing shows. Phono Mimicos called Phono Mimics. They used to use music and do imitations and do, like, funny little things and they used to do their jokes. So it's kind of like the PG Boys before social media. Way, yeah, way, yeah, yeah. before. Way before, way before. Right. Way, these guys were, like, way talented, too. And, uh, uh, but the PG Boys are the, very the PG, No, PG Boys are hilarious. Yeah, I have hilarious. All love for those guys. Yes, I'm not, not bashing them in any way. Right. Uh, but they're like, a, they're like a web sensation. These guys did live shows. That's a different beast. Right, absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, but I know, I love the PG Boys. I think both guys are hilarious. Absolutely. Uh, so these guys, yeah. So they, they, they blew. So then, I, that's why I think it is. I think it's like you need... Like a hit, you just need like a hit. And that's what I think that happened. what's what Miami would be. Uh, I think better off supporting things, artists even like before they become a hit. I think that's lacking, and that's why many artists don't stay here. Right. I know, like Daniel Ruskin is a very good friend of mine, and he did stand up for seven, eight years here. He he founded Casa de Haha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seven, eight years, and then he was like, "I'm out of here. Like yeah. I, I've hit the glass ceiling. There's nothing else for me to do yeah. because we don't it, have the audience." Right. It's it was. I remember I was doing improv here. I mean, what Jeff is doing at Villain is fantastic. Villain theater. Eh? Yeah. He's he's he's, he's yeah. I agree. Marketing. But I remember when I was doing improv. You know, before that, uh, in, in the '99 to 2000 and one it was uh, it was pulling teeth. I mean, we'd get an audience. We used to pack the house, but man, to get people to come work. out, it was it was work. Right. And then when I was in New York, of course, I was going to do stand up somewhere, and there was like eight people already there. Then, right. Uh, or people just go out more, it's easier to go out, or I don't know what it is. It's more pedestrian, too. You don't have to drive. You could just yeah. walk. You could just go. Yeah. yeah. I think I think traffic, or I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 a little tough. 
But people do go out. If, if they do, I mean, like, Roblan had, like, a theater in Calle Ocho mm -hmm. for decades. You know and what I mean? He what did, happened to that? He did plays. Well, he died. But, I mean, he did plays for... Uh, for a long, long, a long time. Well, actually, we went to go see a play a couple yeah. of months back, and uh, we went to 8th Street, right, mm -hmm. in Little Havana, and my husband and I were like, hey, let's just, you know, let's just go. check it out. Let's just do something different and check it out. And we loved it, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. The yeah. talent is amazing, but it doesn't go anywhere, and that's the problem. I think yeah. a lot of artists say, I've hit, you know, the, the ceiling, yeah, yeah, now yeah. I have to leave. When I left, yeah, when I left, it was a similar thing. I felt like I had peaked, but it so was... So what uh, made you come back then? Like, well, what I, did, what I just said. I was, I was like, it's... You felt it was your voice. New York doesn't need me. But doesn't it? It doesn't. But doesn't it? It doesn't. I think that New York still needs You're me. Right? I am going back. I mean, I'm, I, I it's, just feel it's, like... It's, it's great. It's an addictive, very addictive city. It's like heroin. Very, For any yeah, creative yeah, person, yeah. New York City is heroin. It's, Absolutely. It's, it, I, it's many things. It's one is, it's, uh, I called it, it was, it was college and boot camp together. Right. I didn't go to the military. <laughs> and, I <laughs> well, barely, I and I barely went to college, but that, I, I think I got both in New York City. Right. It's also that really elegant mistress that you have like an affair with. Right. And then she eventually dumps you and goes like, just go back home. <laughs> right, and that's kind of like what she was. She kind of was like, "All right, we have." I was like, "Go, go, go to your, or, go to your or wife." Or you have to go begging on your hands and knees and say, yeah. "No, please, I love you." Like yeah. this is the, where I'm at. Like right now, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go back. I feel like I feel like everything that I've learned in Miami, I have learned a lot. I've met incredible people down here, and I feel that that story needs to be told. And I don't unfortunately see that audience here. I feel that if I went to New York and told a Miami story. I'd get a bigger audience in Miami. For, for example, like in yeah, you would get a huge, you, you yeah, you'd get a huge, and then you come back and then it blow up. Yeah. For example, uh, in fighting the Kimbo Slice, he was a you know backyard brawler, uh, YouTube sensation. He used to knock out. He was like the man, the Perrine's Tyson uh, for like illegal, uh, illegal UFC, stuff. But it went yeah. well. Well, now he fights professionally. Like he was such a big right. thing. They got to fight in UFC, and and he did he but did very well. What did it take him moving out? Uh, no. Well, YouTube, the internet basically blew him up. But now people go to those backyard brawls to see the next star. Right. So that's what New York had with 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 comedians or whatever. Is like right. so many stars had come out. People were like, "Well, let's see the next one that's going to come out." Right. Once somebody goes makes it out, then you'd be curious to see. Oh, this is the spot that. But that's came unfortunate out of. because yeah. Miami has a lot of great artists right here, but right we're, now. We're also like, we're not really. We're babies. I, I mean, really, you know what? We're I, babies. I, no, I, I've heard this before. I've had people say the same thing. I disagree completely. I think Miami at this point should be at a hmm. level with with LA and New York City because why? They've been around. Miami's been around for quite some time. Wait. And another okay. thing, we have a lot of art here, and nobody's right. supporting it. We don't have any philanthropists supporting it. We have, we the have Perez, some. Very few. Some. We have the Perez Museum. The Perez Museum. And the West One. Yeah. No, there's also the, there's the, I forget the name of it, but it's an organization that funds films and stuff like that. We have the Perez Museum. Yeah. We have the uh, uh, Coral Gables Art Wars. Cinema. Yeah. We have, you know, Books and Books. We have the museum in Coral Gables. It's very small, yeah. though. And for the amount of artists that are here yeah. compared to the opportunity, I mean, it's, you know, not I think when we first met, I had mentioned, like, it, it's, it's, we don't have the excuse anymore because we do have the internet, so we should be producing. Exactly. You know I, I agree. And that, that goes for me as well. Like, I've been here two years and I feel like I still haven't, like, you know, Know, done anything online as much um but New, uh, miami was incorporated i remember because i went to the centennial in bayfront park uh -huh. miami was when was that miami was incorporated in 1896 and okay. i remember in 1996 going to the centennial uh, so it's time uh, that's a, that's, uh, miami was 100 years old in 1996 
So, but in, it means it was incorporated in 1896. What I'm saying is that in 1896, New York had already been New York. Right. So that's what I mean. And then when it says incorporated in 1896, right. that means that this swamp, they gave it the name Miami. Absolutely. But it was still a swamp. No, I studied Throughout I, the 20s, I studied the, the 50s. History. I studied the history so of Miami. Miami is almost about 50 years old. Well, you know what? We have to thank Henry Flagler for that. He opened up the railways. It's, yeah. You know, Not and Fisher, a uh, guy, uh, his name is Carl, was his name Carl Fisher? The guy, Fisher Island, he created South Beach. Absolutely. And all that there stuff. were a lot yeah. of like founding yeah, fathers yeah. and mothers course, that made this place happen. However, Miami does not have the excuse. You know why? Because when Miami became Miami, there was already social media. There was already a huge port into South America, Central America, and the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. It, there was really no excuse for Miami to still be lagging so far behind. In my opinion, I Com- think by now, compared to young cities, though, compared to I me, mean, like I you're, you're going, you're going, with, you're, you're comparing to New York and LA. Those are my heavy hitters. To yeah. put Miami in, in even in that league. It says a lot about Miami for okay. being young because there's Houston, there's Chicago, there's, a, yeah, no, there's San Francisco, it. there's Minneapolis, a bunch of it. other cities that have been around. I get it. However, <laughs> we do have really great weather. We have a lot of yeah. land. How come we don't have any like big, major like sound studios here? Like these are We do have... We, oh, sound studios? No, we have music studios. Sound, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Major well, sound studios. that was going to happen this year, but, but. we have a jerk-off named uh, Rick Scott, who's governor, who killed oh. the... Who killed the who, uh, and who has a budget... The, right, the right. incentive that Atlanta's giving an incentive. That's why and everyone in, them, in Atlanta. And there's movies, there's scripts that take place in. That there's a script that takes place in Tampa, but it's shot in, it's in being Georgia. shot in Georgia <laughs> because they found a place. Because it, so it's 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 that's yeah. the, that, so the governor right now is killing. Otherwise, there was already there was a, a Miami studio that was going to open that, that, that fell through just okay. recently. Uh, there was going to be a, a big soundstage that was happening here, and a post-production place that was going to happen. So there was, this year, we were, we were going to have like three or four like soundstages. And nothing happened because of politics. Because the... the, the Payola. The, right. No, but because, well, if, if the incentive isn't here and production's not coming down here, then you're going to build a big giant... You're going to make a big store like and no one's going to show up. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, here's the thing I know. Mana Winwood. Okay, that gentleman owns like 60 square blocks of mm-hmm. Wynwood, and he's just waiting for everybody to move out to make sound studio there. And I don't think he's waiting for the politicians to get on board. Let's mm. move on. All right, now, let's cool. talk about we dating. We went way off. Let's talk about dating now. Dating right. in New York City, you're a single man. Uh, yeah, we'll have a girlfriend now. You have a girlfriend now. Okay. okay, but you're not married. What is the difference between dating in New York City and dating in Miami? Uh, I don't know because I wasn't that much of a player. Uh, Did when you I was, date in New York? I dated in New York. I kind of like uh, very little though. I really? Could have, I could have had. I could have had a lot more fun. I kind of. Uh, I, I doubled down on on, on the. <laughs> what were you busy doing? Ju- I doubled down on the Jewish girl like early <laughs> on. Um, it is well, you, you go out more. I feel like you, you're out in the street more because everyone has a shitty small apartment, so, right. and no one wants to go home. Right. You know what I mean? So you so you have to be outside because you're like I don't I don't want. So it's to. more social. So it's more social. So yeah, there is. It's uh, it's smarter. It's more a more intellectual crowd. Okay, so you have a better uh, pick. Would you say that? Well, it's everyone and their mom is there. Like right. everyone, you're not picking from New York. You're picking from everyone that left their town. Right. So there's people from all over the place right. and actually all over the world. Uh, who so are there? So the creme de la creme. So right? you have, yeah, have, yeah, like, yeah. Most ambition. Uh, I do like. I mean, when I came down here, yeah, I did crush a little bit on this like Miami girl. We had like a little affair for a little bit, and it mm-hmm. was uh, totally like Carol City accent. Oh my god! Hell. But I like, <laughs> loved it. I loved it because it was just, it was just like I had like this is home. Like I hadn't oh, heard it. Gross. I hadn't heard that accent in such a long time that I was just like, oh, this is like nice. But then you got tired uh, of it. 
Uh, no, that's just yeah. No, I don't know Loba. That was just that girl was crazy. But um, oh my god. But yeah, so it's it's um. There's only so many times that you can talk about the Miami Heat or the weather or inane thing or the beach the, before it, it gets it's, boring. It's uh no, but I've seen some. There's some, I mean like now in the comedy scene, the improv scene, yeah, there's some there's some cues out there. I don't, but I never got to like really go into the whole date thing. And it's I'm not helping you. I mean like I'm kind of proving your point because the girl <laughs> that I'm dating now is from Brooklyn. See, and she's like moving. <laughs> she's moving down to Fort Myers in the in the summer. So. Uh, so you met a Brooklynite yeah, here in Miami or well, something. Well, no, I met her over there. I met her over there. You met her over there and now she's yeah, living know, here, so yeah. now you guys are having a thing. Right, right. Well, so, that's the thing. Is it, Do you find that it's uh, the dating scene is more vacuous in Miami? Like, there's less to pick from? I mean, the women here are beautiful. Yeah. Can we just say oh, that? Oh, yeah. Physically I've beautiful. Had, I've had that as well, yeah. That's yeah, been physically that's beautiful, been but when you talk to them, there's nothing to say. It, yeah, it's a little smaller. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm a, a little nerdier. I have the thing is that I'm probably the wrong person to ask only because I don't feel like I've played enough to really to really give like an honest opinion of. Do you regret you that? Eh, not as much <laughs> now, but. Uh, yeah. As soon as a man's voice goes up yeah. and octave, yeah, yeah you know what's ever. going on. The, right. So yeah, I don't. I don't really have that much of a. But I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, and I yeah, I could. I could probably agree with that. You and I are working together on a project now. Yeah. Okay. Now it's going to be a short documentary, a short series, a short, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. And this is a theme that I think that most people are not aware of, unless you are Cuban right. American or Puerto Cuban. Ricans know it, Dominicans know it, Puerto Ricans and Caribbean, Dominicans yeah. know it. Yeah, Caribbean people know it. Uh, I think marginally. I think Cubans know it intimately. Well, because it started there. I can get into the whole history of that. And I, and I want you to. Okay. And now, we're going to do a documentary, a very mm-hmm. short documentary, on Santeria. Now, right. Santeria, for people that don't know, when the Yoruba uh, African Good. tribe... Ni- from Nigeria. From Nigeria, got uh, slaved out, right, uh-huh, uh-huh. into the Caribbean islands. Into they Cuba. brought their religion mm-hmm. with them, but they were so smart because they were getting punished for not being there Catholic. You so you had the whole thing. All right, well, so I, I know that part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. So they got, they got punished for not being Catholic. So they, it, finally, it, it dawned on them. them yeah. They said, you know what? Catholics have all these saints... All we have to do yeah. is associate one of our gods with one of their saints. The deities, yeah. The deities, and we're yeah. good. And we can have them in our so house. So Santa Barbara was Chango, San Lazaro exactly. Lalu, and so on and so forth. Exactly. And yeah. so when the slave masters went into their homes, they said, well, this is a good Catholic family. Yeah, because they, they, they used to raid and break those, those tambores and all right. that stuff. Right, right. Uh, until they just got onto that. And was, when they come in, they said, like, what are you guys doing? It's like, oh, we're Catholic. You- <laughs> we're Catholic. Look at the yeah. saints. Yeah. Look at the saints. And, then, but, and that's where Santeria comes Santeria, from. Santeria, but then the opposite it was also true because these white European slave masters mm-hmm. also had like their issues right their mm-hmm. their relationship issues or whatever and they started realizing that the slaves knew something that they didn't mm-hmm. and so they would go to the city and say I'm having love problems or I'm having money problems yeah, yeah, or I'm yeah. having this issue what do you recommend and then the they slaves would say hey you know what if you kill this chicken I can do this for you whatever and they, were, yeah, yeah. And, and they were into it and that is how it married together yeah. right that and seduced by music uh, okay the each each now the two that survived that are more popular in, in what we call now salsa is uh, the wawanko and the tumbao rhythm uh, are so those, those are those, both but that comes from Santeria. That, that comes from yeah. Well, all, each saint had its own drum beat to it. Okay. Uh, the two that I guess were more jazz friendly is a tumbao beat in the wawanko, and that that's what's made the with the clave. That's what's made the made it. But so I always find it fascinating that like how much it seduced not just you know like the the the, the Spaniard um, 
but everyone, because if you think about it, in the 1950s, mm-hmm. uh, a Cuban married a redhead in America. Right. And fucking played them and went, Babaloo! And had all American <laughs> singers, like, little did America know that they were all, like, dancing to an African deity. Right. And, like, early 1950s America. And you're talking about uh, Lucille <laughs> Ball. Desi Arnaz. Desi Arnaz, uh, Ricky her, Ricardo, yeah. Right. And do you know why she had him on that show? Did you know that story? Oh, because uh, their marriage was a little bit in trouble and stuff like that. Their marriage was in trouble, and he was a player. And the only way that she could keep an eye on him is to have him close to her. So she put him on the show. And then the the thing with that was that they were like, get the hell out of here. Uh, A Cuban, no, it's going to be too much. We want to hear it. And so he took her on tour with his band, Uh and then she would interrupt and they do like their little sketches the there. Thing, People right. loved it. They wrote letters and they took all the letters to the studio. And then they said, this and they're is like, good. let's, it's yeah. And so let's do it. And they're like, he wanted, he was like, he, she needs a live audience. Right. Uh, but he wants to shoot it on films. Like, if we shoot it on films, it's going to have to be in a studio. Mm-hmm. And if you do it live, it's going to be in a theater. He's like, why don't we bring the audience into the studio? Live studio audience was that's a Desi Arnaz invention. Okay, basically. so that's when it first started. That's when it first started. That's amazing. I didn't now, know that. Where CBS screws up is where he goes, like, we want it on films. Like, well, films are cost another 4000 per episode. We're not going to do that. And then Desi says, it was like, me and Lucy will put up that money, but if we do, right. that means that we own the film. Mm-hmm. Ching. That's it. That's it. So they, all those episodes are owned by the Desi Lewis State, not C, not CBS. That's amazing. I did not know that. And that's how they okay. were able to open RKO Studios, Desi Lewis Studios, which produced The Untouchables and Star Trek was also filmed on that stage. There you go. Now, wow, I geeked out. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry. That was long. So we've all had uh, experiences. I know mm. I have. All right, we're back to that. We're back to that. Yeah, um, we're back to Santeria. Now, when I was... I, I'll tell oh, you. and the, um, in, in Haiti and in Brazil, it's the same Yoruba uh, people. Tribe, okay. If uh, over in, 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 uh, in Haiti, it's what we, people know as voodoo. Uh, and in, in, in Brazil, I don't know what it is. But if you, if you, if you look at the deities, of course, uh, they have the same name, only they, the, the French influence. So in Cuba, it's Chango. And you know, and put it whatever, but in uh, they say Shango for the Shango. Yeah, but it's the same thing. Right. And if you look at it, they all have the same the, the same deities. Well, who's Santa Barbara? Santa Barbara is uh, is is Chango. Chango. And then San uh, San Lazaro is uh, is Babalu, and then so on and so forth. It I is forget. very interesting though yeah. when you really go into those like, are two most popular ones. The history, absolutely. It's God of Thunder. That's what Chango is. God the of God Thunder. Of Thunder. So, yeah. Now you say Saint Barbara, like the Catholic mm-hmm. saint, right? Yeah. And so she was a young woman. She was a beautiful woman, mm-hmm. and her her father was like a, a king or a knight or something. He was yeah. some type of you know thing, and he wanted to marry her off, and she refused. She said, "I'm married to God." And so he put her up on a tower, and he said, "You will not leave here until mm, you are until, re- until you come to your senses and marry this man." And so whatever happened, and then the father came back to to get her, and she was like, "No, I, w- I refuse to leave." And something happened, and I know that in the story, right, mythologically speaking, he beheaded her for oh. disobedience. Okay, so it was like a, like a honor killing, if you will. Right, wow. she would not do this, so he brought her down. He beheaded her with a sword, <sighs> and then a ray of lightning struck him down dead. And so that's why they say Santa Barbara is oh, the goddess who represents Shango, you know, the, the god of thunder, thunder and lightning. Isn't that amazing? Wow, I did not know that one. It's an amazing story. Awesome. If you really look at I, I'm not a religious person myself. I don't believe. I'm not superstitious. Mm-hmm. But if you really read into like the mythology of it, just yeah. like Greek mythology, it's, it's very, it, it's exactly, it's, 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 it's almost a similar to Greek mythology. I guess it's the odd thing is that that religion, because now Judeo-Christians and Islam is kind of like conquered like all of everything. Everything. Right. But if you look at the God of Thunder has been around for... I mean, Ever. Because not just Greeks through Romans... 
But if you go Nordic, I mean Thor, what the hell is that thing? You know what I mean? Absolutely. All the way down to Africa, and it's and I, I think they all had that. That was like the the common thing. Well, I can think, you imagine how frightening it is if you're a primitive person, right? And you're living in a hut, or you're living like you know day to day, like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hunting, gathering, whatever. And yeah. there's a thunderstorm. Oh yeah, that was definitely. It's yeah. over. Like oh, there's yeah. a thunderstorm now, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, yeah. is my HBO gonna cut off? Like I'm so concerned. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Can you imagine back then? I mean. That was it. Like, you didn't know what was going to nah, happen. Of course, yeah, yeah. And so these people, like, built up these this mythological, like, stories, but they're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. And the fact that the Yoruba tribe yeah. could marry that into another mythology seamlessly right. says something about religion, I think. It yeah. does say something. And it yeah. says something about the commonality of the human experience, whether you are Greek, ancient Roman. Survival, all that stuff, yeah. The survival of it. You know, the, the human experience of, you know, loss and, and um, and not wanting to go with the status quo, you know. I mean, even you do you, it's also in like uh, me and my brother had this argument before, and because he's like super Catholic. Oh God! Uh, and I bring this in, I was like, because he's like Roman Catholic. I'm like, that's so important that you say that, right? Because there's a Roman filter, and if you look at, and now he, he's or he were like almost threw a beer in my face, and he's like, and I don't want to <laughs> hear this. I'm gonna no. live beyond death. Please don't no, tell me anything not, else. It's not that. Uh, <laughs> So you, the, the the survival of the religion, they had to adapt some of that Greek and Roman mythology Absolutely. into the Christianity, yeah. and it's and it's and it's really evident. I'm like, I was like, listen, Jesus is a demigod. It's basically right. he's like Hercules. It's a, a god. What is Hercules other than Zeus having an affair with a mortal woman exactly. and having a half god, half man? Right. Because like, so Jesus is is a demigod. He's a, he was like, get the book out. Out of here. Oh, he's yeah. like, you, not you happening. Yeah, I'm like, he's like, no, it's not. I'm like, well, I mean, it, it's it's it, in order you have to sell this new religion right. to these people, you had to blend in some other beliefs that they already held. They already knew this guy can do this kind of right. this, you know whatever. And then that's why, like, it was like son of God, and that's why the the Jews were like, that makes no sense. Right. So in our like. <laughs> in our mythology, that makes no sense. Right. So that's why they're like, how can you not accept that? And it's like, because that's some other shit. <laughs> but it's that's very, a whole other thing. But it's very close to Hinduism. In Hinduism, there's also a three-headed god. You okay. know, there's Brahman, there's Vish- uh, Vishnu. Vishnu, Vishnu, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Vishnu's the blue dude, right? Vishnu's, uh, okay, Krishna <laughs> comes from Vishnu. So okay. you have the, the creator, which is Brahman. You have the protector, which is Vishnu. Right. And you have the destroyer, which so is Shiva. So you have Father Love and, yeah, I mean, Father, you, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah, exactly. So you have Trinity. a creative force, you have a protective force, so you have a destructive force. Because you can't have creation without destruction. Something has to give. Mm-hmm. We can't just create, create, create. Something has to, you know, come down. And so okay. it's like basically the cycle of life, you mm-hmm. know, birth, life, and death. And so, you know, Christianity and Catholicism went exactly with Hinduism, exactly. But yeah, we're saying, I think it was a survival of that. We were talking about how Santeria, like, became with Catholicism just to, I guess, for slave survival and preservation. Luckily, for preservation, not of just their heritage. Right. But then some good-ass music came out of it. Some (laughs) good-ass music came out of it. Otherwise, it would have been lost. Otherwise, it would have been... But do you believe in it? Huh? As a kid, huh? huh? As a kid, here's here's the thing. I guess it's it's a it's it's a no yes struggle. Or, no, it's a str- or not? I don't know. I don't I don't believe in. I guess I don't, I don't believe in the spells or I don't know what I believe in really. Because I I don't. I've always jumped back and forth with atheism. Then I thought about agnostic, but I'm like I don't. I've looked into that. I'm like no, that's not me either. Really? Why not? Um, why, why is agnostic not right for you? I don't count anything out. I guess like being atheist is saying there's nothing. Well, that's and atheism. I I say 
what we have so far is bullshit, <laughs> which puts me on like the atheist side, but I don't count anything out. I don't count out spirits or ghosts or anything like that. I don't look at it in the supernatural hooga-booga way. Right. I look at it as like, well, we're not there yet. Like, I could tell how like there was a time where like we didn't know what the hell infrared was and right. then like they go like, oh wait, there's this new light source or new spectrum. Right. I can feel like eventually science will go like, oh, so let me, exp- this is what ghost is. Let me explain it. We thought back then it was this, <laughs> yeah. but really it's this thing, da, 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 and there'll be some sort of scientific explanation for like, this is what it is, it's not your grandfather, it just looks that way. Right. <laughs> your right. Leader, something like that. So I don't, that's why I don't, I don't rule anything out. Uh, but I think, I, that, I think about being just being completely open minded. But I think that so, is agnostic because agnostics believe know, that there is something, but There's, nobody that, knows what it is. Or, or yeah, yeah. I think it takes yeah. a special kind of. But like, I understand atheism though completely. I understand like, right, and so do like I. where that where that thought comes from. I like, get well, where atheism comes from. However, I the, my difference with atheism is like no, you don't know. Certainly, well, nobody knows, and I, that is all that we know. That nobody knows. Here's what we like. Here's the one thing I like about atheism: they've conquered a certain fear. I think I, for example, I, I know the difference between belief and 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 certainty, right. which most people get that blurred of like, no, this is what the truth is. I'm like, no, that's your what you believe it is, right? And they can't separate that. I believe in an afterlife. There might not be any, I, but you I, choose to believe. I hope there is. Okay. Because it would be depressing <laughs> if that was it. Mm. And I think that's what it is. There's a darkness and sadness to like, that's it. And 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 atheism have just grasped that going like, oh yeah, that's it. And it's kind of like a non-accepting of like, no, no, there's there's something else. There's something more after that. I'm like, no, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's kind of like, yeah, but there has to be. <laughs> like, you know what? I'll tell and you. So I think that's what it is. I think it's 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 Maybe my struggle is is lies in not just belief, but in hope that there is. Not wanting to let go. In, yeah, I hope. I'm like, yeah, I've done some acid, and I I feel like this has to live on. There's too much up here right. for it to just go. And I kind of justify it with like, well, energy's not destroyed. It just changes form and whatever. Well, that's true. And, though, it does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, that also could just be a bullshit explanation, and there's nothing. Um, I'll tell you this. This is how I see it. Okay? I, I wouldn't say that there is no God. I, I think that there is some type of a being or some type of... I like the say, Force in Star Wars. Oh, you don't know that in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. Like, like the Force in Star Wars. Like, there is a, a force, a life force. I believe in that. I believe that that exists. I do not think that anybody knows the source oh, of this. No. I'm here now, and that's what counts. Right. And that's enough. Ricky Gervais said it perfectly. It's like, being an atheist, what do you have to live for? He's like, I have everything to live for. He's like, I have nothing to die for. Exactly. He's like, well, I, I have everything. I have everything to like live for. But uh, the other thing with, with, with atheism and death and the, just that being it, I think it's also our, it's linked also, because there's another belief. Right. Is is the uh, not religious, but same same thing, is our belief in aliens and flying saucers and that whole thing. Okay. Is also to, the dep- it would be depressing to think that we're just this one ball in space. Well, I think that's mathematically <laughs> impossible. Mathematically impossible. Yeah, it's but impossible, we, improbable. There, there's probably thing. some weird ass worm crawling somewhere <laughs> fucking far away. Right. But we're hoping there's someone just like us. Because we just want friends. <laughs> and, exactly. And, hope, you know what? and we, we can't go over there, so I'm hoping they have some advanced thing to probably you, be here. I will tell you this. It's, it's, I think it's hope. It's hope that we're not alone. But why do we need hope when we already have everything right here? Exactly. I, I feel like it's like a, a matter of changing your perspective. Right. right. Instead of this looking, is it. Instead this of looking it. to the future, <laughs> look to the present. Look yeah. around you. You have great friends right now. You have wonderful people right now. You have things to live for right now. You have things to die for right now. Right now, right this minute. You don't need any sort of belief in anything else in order to say, my 
God, I'm so blessed, right? I'm blessed. Like, I have these amazing friends. They're smart. They're funny. They're witty. You know, my family is amazing. My daughter, love of my life. Like, you know, these are things that that are worthwhile right now. And Mm. when I die, there's nothing else. But this is enough. This right here is enough. And Mm. whatever I leave behind, I hope will be enough. And I think that should be the goal. Like, you can't take it with you. Leave it behind. Like, why do people need to feel like there's something past our life when our life is already so rich, especially in the U.S.? I mean, I think right. we're spoiled. Yeah, that's my, my, when you say about being spoiled, that's uh, that's like when I look at people who like talk about time travel, it's like, oh, I would love to go back into that, those days. I'm like, I, can, I don't think I can go back. Why? Pa- I, I couldn't <laughs> yeah. go back past 1950. Yeah, no. Like, when we were like, oh, the old West. I'm like, yeah, I like shitting in a toilet and having toilet paper <laughs> and like showering with warm water. I, I'm spoiled. I suck. I'm not like, Russ, I'm not camping at an out, at outhouse. Get the fuck out of here. Maybe in the 1920s. The 1920s 20s, was so cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that little chain. I had no. And the jewelry. <laughs> the jewelry was amazing. Well, okay? I like, like, there's some stuff like, oh, the Middle Ages. I'm like, fuck that. No, fuck I wouldn't last. That. We're not last. And for what? Okay, so I, I'm taking it that you kind of don't believe in Santeria. Exactly, right? It, it seems that I'm way. I'll tell like you. That. I'll tell you what it is. Okay. Um, I grew up with Santeria was like near me. It mm-hmm. wasn't in my house. I had. A, I thought it was. I had because we had the saints and the the, the, the little statues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it was a peritismo. Uh, my mom was in an peritita and stuff like that. Reading cards. Uh, reading cards, like, there was possession a little bit, and there was like you know looking into like a glass of water, like like and being it, it, able to tell glass the of water. Was, glass of water was our, the ghetto version of a crystal ball. Oh, uh, but um, it was that. So right. it, it, and uh, there were some things that I was like, well, that's interesting. Like the, I felt they were sort of proven. And the thing is that uh, the people who actually like had this, like I think what ruins it, people who try to make money off of it. I've I've met a There's couple. There's a lot people, of that. I've met some people who like don't do it for money, and yet will tell you something. You're kind of like, well, that's weird. Okay. You're gonna mean like you picked up on something or whatever. Orson Welles has a really cool explanation for it, which I'll get into in a minute. But because we're talking about like the belief of it and stuff like that. Right. Um. So I'm 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 a little uncertain of it. I want to call bullshit the way I call bullshit on Catholicism, Christianity, and any other religion. For some reason, I hit kind of like a small fence on when it comes to Santeria and this, but maybe it's just because it's so ingrained. You think it's you know fear? I, mean? I think it's, you know how like it, like an inception, like uh, like DiCaprio had to go through like multiple levels to get to Santa? <laughs> I think the like fear and belief of that was was planted so deep in my childhood that it would take layers to go in and like detach that and, and call bullshit on it. The fear uh, is real. They, it, it's still there. I, if I see, like we're t- we talked about, like here's a common thing, and uh, since we're talking about like stuff in, that you see in Miami that's, uh, that's so common here, and we talked about it briefly. Was the um, when someone does a cleaning? A cleaning uh, way explained because okay, not everybody uh, knows. Not everybody knows. Okay, so let's say you have some sort of bad aura. I guess that'll be the. Yes. Already yeah, a, a string well, of bad luck. A string of bad luck was an aura, un arrastre. That means there's a, a, a bad spirit behind you, whatever you want it is. Right. There's a cleansing. There's a spiritual cleansing, right. and it happens uh, several ways. Sometimes it's herbal, which is they just get like leaves and some sort of like. Uh, 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 cologne with uh, uh, perfume, and they bathe you. If it's heavy duty, like you got some like serious shit on you, right. then there's, there'll be a sacrifice of like a chicken, and then some that animal. and some a animal, blood sacrifice. yeah, and then that's kind of like rubbed all over you, whatever. Then you you're stripped naked completely, right? Because uh, that clothes has those vibrations and that stuff. So you have to bring a change of clothes to these cleansings. Right. So you, you're stripped naked completely. And then that, along with the herbs, the leaves, the dead chicken, your clothes, oh and all that, God. is put into 
a Sedano's bag is <laughs> 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 put into a plastic shopping bag. You change because that and then, works. Right, and then according to whatever saint was uh, 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 this was done under the supervision of whatever deity. Right, uh, it has to get written. Get rid of it a certain way. There's a I don't know if it's Amaya uh, or, or, or Gum or Chong. Or, I forget. I don't know all of them. Right. But one of them is has to do with iron. And when you see like in Santeria uh, Botanicas, which I'll explain in a second, is uh, those nails. Uh, that's when you see these things thrown away near railroads because right. of the iron. Right. So sometimes you, if you go to railroad tracks anywhere in Miami, you see, you a, see weird a bunch, bag. A yes. bunch of these little like shopping bags yeah. with like just crap inside of it. Yep. It's because it's thrown the iron. The other one in uh, there's a park in in Haile called Amelia Earhart that has two fake ass hills because uh, there's no hills or mountains. There's no elevation in my in, <laughs> in, in Florida, Florida. so exactly. everything is just man made. Right. Um, so there's these two like hills, mm-hmm. and then there's stuff thrown in the middle of it. Because there's another saint that, that, I guess another deity that requires to get rid of this, you have to dump it in between in the middle. two hills and in right. Cuba, there's mountains and hills it's and all that like stuff. kind of like feng shui for the there's African a, community. <laughs> brilliant way of putting it to someone who doesn't understand. Yes, it is the feng shui of well, African deity and spirituality. Yes, yes. Exactly. So there's a certain way to get rid of certain things. And um, if I see one of these bags on the floor by a road a railroad track or a hill. I it. fucking step over it. You'll I don't it. I don't step on it. I just don't. It's I don't know because why. You're afraid? Tell me why. Tell me. It's it's the joke that I was saying earlier. I respect it. Like you could you could dump on everything, but I sent her ends up being like the mafia of religions. Is it like, yeah, I don't believe in it, but uh, you know. Okay, are you afraid of it? Just be day, honest. Just day let by, it out. Day by day it becomes less. But do I still have some sort of like, eh, I'll just Hang out here, like I'll I'll check like in poker. It's one of those. I don't, I, I don't give. It, I, I I guess a, it's not a fear. It's just a I guess a respect. Maybe it's a fear. Respect comes from fear. It's true. Yeah, I think it's a fear, and I think it is ingrained in us since childhood. I will tell you my first experience with Santeria. I talked about this in another podcast. Was I was about eight or nine years old. Okay, my mom, and my aunt went to this woman. Her name is Estid. She's in New Jersey. I hope she's still alive. This woman knew her shit. Okay. And I was very young, but my, my aunt and my, my mom went in and they did their thing and whatever. And as I'm waiting for my mom and my aunt to come out of the bathroom, they went somewhere else. I don't know where they went. And the woman says to me, you're so pretty. Come here. Come here. And I knew as a child that I was not pretty. Okay. I was never a pretty child. But the fact that another person would say that to me, I was like, okay. Like, you know, immediately I was like butter. I go into the room. And she says, she, she takes out this tobacco, right? And she puts it inside out. So she has it, like, the ash yeah, yeah, inside yeah. her mouth, and yeah. she's blowing the air. She's like, put your hands out. Put my hands out. And she blew the air onto my hands. And she says, cut the cards. And so I cut the cards. Right. And she read, and she did whatever she did. She didn't tell me anything. Right. And she said, do it again, and do it again. And then she didn't say anything to me, but the fact that she even acknowledged me like, in a world of adults, that I'm a kid. It kind of like, yeah. Yeah, because I've always been a bright kid. Right. And, you know, I, I got a lot of attention at school for being a bright kid. But in my house, I was, like, just a kid, you know? And here's this woman that's, like, you know, I'm looking around. I'm, like, very tentatively looking around. Like, oh, my God. I see feathers. I don't know what else I'm looking. I don't want to look. I don't want to look because I'm afraid to look because I'm scared that she's going to say, that's not for you. Don't right. look over there. You know, you don't have the right. So I'm, like kind of like side eyeballing everything and then when my aunt came in into the room she says something to my aunt she told my aunt a whole bunch of things she never told me right. you know but just the fact that she acknowledged me and that she gave me you that respect <laughs> i fell in love because i said you know what 
That's right, goddammit. I'm a person too. Right. And I count. And I matter. And my future is a real future. And just right. because I'm a kid doesn't mean that I don't have something going on <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. You know, whatever. And, and that was my first time. After that, I went to her like maybe four other times as a teenager. My mom and my aunt kept going back to New Jersey and like having their cards or whatever. And this woman told me things that I, to this day, I don't know how she knew them. She told me things that nobody knew except right. for me. Right. Now, was I worrying something that was signaling that to her? So there's a so Orson Welles okay. uh, said something about psychics mm. that I that I that I, I was like, oh, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. He looked at it as like it's not spirituality or aura; uh, it's vibrations that we give off. We're constantly giving off signals. I agree. Of a hundred things that's going on, and he goes, and some people are sensitive to that and read into it and can say things, and you go like, well, you must see through things and through walls and through whatever. But it's just basically they're just feeding off of the signals that you're giving. You told that, yes. in a sense, you told that lady everything that was with you. Yes. She was just able to read it off of you, exactly. Uh, and it is the the, the I do this with um, my acting students. Right. Because like Meister is about like reading and feeding off exactly. and, and reading, and if you get you want to build that sensitivity up. So the uh, I, I have a friend. She well now she's happily remarried, but her, in her first marriage, right. she was married to a musician, really cool guy. Well, was and uh, what a loser. That's what she well, left him. <laughs> so, no, no, other way around. She he he had um, motherfucker. He had come back from a trip in San Francisco, and he came into the apartment. She has two cats that she's had for a long time, and the cat. Uh, one of the cats once and shits on his. And you know, cats, they, they poop in their little box and that's it. You don't, yeah. if they're out, it's, it's, they're, they're sick Unless or something. They're pissed. If they're yeah. pissed, something's going on. Yeah. So, but she, she, the, the cat pooped on his bag, on his luggage. And it was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And they cleaned it, whatever it was. And then later that night, pooped on his, you know, he took off his pants and left them on the floor. The cat didn't want him. And the cat pooped on the pants. Yeah, exactly. Later on, maybe like a, like a good couple of weeks later, he confesses that he had an affair with somebody oh. in San Francisco, and he was leaving her for this other woman. Oh. So they got divorced. So, so the cat knew. So the moment he the came, cat that knew. moment he came in, yes, that cat goes de puta and he she, she pooped on him. Yes, and it's because he's already giving off these guilt vibes or whatever. I agree. And the cat picked up on because the cat can't speak. And can't talk, can't use sign language. Yes. They, all these animals have is sent their senses of reading, of Emotion. reading people. Yeah. So when a dog barks at somebody, it's like that guy is sketchy. Yeah. Trust a dog because yes. that's all the dog has. I agree. You I know totally mean? agree with the that. The moment a dog growls, it, and people are like, "Oh, they can see things," and our our superstitions and, and religions or whatever, like, "Oh, they can see ghosts, they can see this or whatever." No, maybe they okay. can. Maybe they can't see ghosts. I, but I, when I, it comes to judging judging people. They're not, they, 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 they're, 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 they know when there's ill intent. But you know what I think? I think that we can all judge people. We all have that. Oh, it's muted. Yeah, it's exactly. Muted. You know what we do? We say, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we try to like fit that person into our ideology of what they could be or what we want them to be, right? Yeah. We say, you know, I'm feeling this, but no, this yeah, yeah. person's really it take, like it this. Takes, it takes, I think it takes decades upon decades to finally trust your gut, I God, think that I go- hope not. That goes with, that goes with everybody though. Everyone has a feeling, and I they agree. don't act on it, and then they hate themselves for because you're hoping to be wrong when you know someone just sucks. Oprah Winfrey <laughs> once said, "If a man tells you he's not good enough for you, believe him." Right, right. 
Same thing when a woman says, like, I'm a bitch, then... Believer. Yeah. <laughs> They're telling you something. Yeah. Stop trying to cover it up with something else. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So you do not kind of believe in Santeria, but you're afraid of it, so you're afraid to say no to it 100%. Um, Is that true? I guess that would be it. I'll, I'll stick with that one for right now. But I've had stuff like that where I've had a psychic tell me stuff that i never heard before. And then I had one, this is the one weird one. <laughs> and I'm sure you could poke holes because it's one of those, like, if you're not there, you weren't there type of thing. And right. Then, like, I don't think I could be cross-examined in court with this story. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, shucks. <laughs> but okay. it's one of those, like, ah, man, it, was, it happened. Um, uh, well, while, but now it's, like, closed off. But there used to be, like, the, the, the bathroom in the living room. It used to have, like, two entrances. Like, you come in through the hallway or you could come in through this side. Where's that? And this is in my parents' house. Okay. And uh, and I remember my mom used to always go to the bathroom like with the with the like the lights off, mm. <laughs> and the door would be kind of like cracked open a little a bit. Jar. So yeah, a jar a little bit. So I used to like open like up my hand and go woo whatever to mess around. And for some reason, I had thought that my mom was in the bathroom, and so I put my hand in to go woo, and a very dry, wrinkling hand mm. grabbed my thumb and just pulled it a little bit like that, and I let go. And everything inside me goes, that's no one in my family. Oh. And how old were you? I was maybe six, like five or six. And I remember like freaking out. And then I ran around. And then, and then my, my mom, my dad, and my brother were all in, the, in, the, in my parents' room at the very end of the hallway. So there was nobody so there. So my mom would have to like, have like grab my thumb. And ran then back. run. Yeah. And then pretend... Then nothing happened. Right. Like, just be an asshole about it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I came in, like, <gasps> like, just gasping. And they're like, what? And I just cried. And I said, like, something grabbed my hand, whatever. And then my mom said that, oh, that could be your grandmother. Because I was, by the time I was born, she had already passed away. Mm. And there was clothes. And then she used to, like, wash clothes. And she had wrinkly, dry hands. And my mom says that one time I was sick as, a, as an infant and she's like asleep, looks up and she saw like the image of her mom like over my crib or whatever. Right. So, uh, so that was that. I was like, okay, well that sucked. But then I remember as I, I, I've gone over that story over and over again, I'm like, okay, I, I remember running top speed, but I'm also fucking five. So it maybe took a little bit longer right. to go around, but then, but why she would have to like finish wipe flush. Go, and go, you know right, what I mean? I'm run. like, I still a five year old would make it around that circle, right? And then to go like, what are you talking about? What's wrong with you? To be like an asshole like and that. Why would your mom? Why would you do that? that? No so point. It just it made so that's what going like something grabbed my fucking thumb, and then that's why I don't rule anything out. It's so linked to like witchcraft and the hooga booga that it's easy for everybody to go like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you know but I mean? it's, it's also it's, very easy for them to say, yeah, I do believe because they want to believe. A part of me like doesn't understand the spells. Uh, when because they don't make sense to me they're like oh get this egg throw it over your head and wrap this and put it five yards over to the whatever like these specific things I'm like right. how does that make sense in the afterlife like how does that like do that and then like Beetlejuice is going to be like ah alright so I grew up so I grew up a lot with, with Peritimo there used to be uh, my mom was pretty much clairvoyant uh, mm. and uh, so she but she never charged a penny did you ever do the Ouija board it never worked for me <gasps> Never worked for me. Let me wait. Now I have no, to check. No. My cousin Marlon never worked for me. Her mother would do the Ouija board with us. Disclaimer: I don't believe in any right. of this. None of it. I don't believe in it. Right? She would barely touch the uh, the sensor, the mm. like the, the main the, part, yeah, the plastic yeah. part. It would sail. It was literally going like this by itself. I saw really? it with my own eyes. She barely touched it. 
and it would spell out everything. Yeah. Mm. And we would be like, okay. And even to this day that I'm a non-believer, I still it's, remember it's that. It's still, it's, yeah. Yeah. Are we, we, um, we, we bought one. We had one as growing up and it got lost or whatever. And then there was a, a, a horrible <laughs> movie in the eighties that me and my cousin Richie went to go see in the theater, um, uh, called Witchboard. And it was about the Ouija board. It was a horrible movie. I didn't movie. see that one. Uh, Tawny, I forgot the girl's name, uh, but she had she had done a couple movies in the 80s. She was in Bachelor Party, and she was also in, like, America's Funniest People. She was Music the, videos? She was Tawny in White, something like White Snake. White Snake. Yes! yes! Oh, the I girl, remember. Yes. I remember. She was in the movie. She was, yeah, like, one of the stars. Yeah, she was stars. beautiful, right? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, she was, like, she every was, boy's, like, uh, in White Snake, she, In White Snake, she was uh, on the car doing the split. She was amazing. I remember. But she was, if you watch Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks, she's Debbie. She's the fiance. Okay, I didn't see that movie. Oh, yes. Well, Tom Hanks' best movie. <laughs> 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 it was but, I uh, bet to differ, but okay. Oh, no, it is. So Castaway cast gets kind of close. Uh, <laughs> no, Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump. Forrest Gump. Sorry, Hello. my bad. Forrest Hello. Gump. Yeah, exactly. Forrest Gump. Thank you. The uh, but so she was in this horrible B movie. It got a theatrical release because it was the eighties. And so me and my cousin Richie went and bought one, but we bought ours at Toys R Us. So it was already like there was a, a bit of like <laughs> like the non belief was already like built into it. Like you can't be like let's like like let's communicate with the the afterlife. <laughs> While it says Parker Brothers in the corner <laughs> of the board, like Milton Bradley is just does not really give me doesn't this. It, it doesn't inspire no, you, no, no, not at all. Okay. It doesn't at all. So that's why a part, and it's plastic. I remember like they used to be like wooden ones or whatever. So I like I would like to get a Ouija board that, that has like it has to be like I don't know, like a handmade one or some Dude, shit. Dude, I'm like telling you, this woman used the plastic one, and that shit was. Fucking flying all over the board. Yeah, I've heard stories. I've heard some great creepy stories. I but I never had a, an experience with it. But yeah, so my mom had like a that whole thing, and there was some some weird shit happened in that house. And she did do the cleansings, and but she didn't do it properly because I, I found out later on that you would have to like do a cleansing, then you had to cleanse the room that that was mm-hmm. in. So there was, a, I guess, spiritual residue in my house. Okay. And going, uh, sleeping in my house, man, the f- noises were just crazy. I mean, I've talked about, like, just, like, the, the door, like, just, like, just shit moving around. Like, not moving around, but you're just hearing uh, footsteps all over the place. It was, it was for, for, for quite some time. I lived in a brownstone in Connecticut. Okay, right? okay. And a uh, beautiful brownstone. Beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. And the girl that had lived there before me was actually a student in my school. She was older than I was, okay? And she had lived there before myself, and she had gotten murdered. Mm. And I was like, okay, when I moved into the place, I was like, okay, it's fine. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I heard about her story. It was a very sad story. Mm-hmm. The woman was like 19 years old. She had a child. And uh, the father of the child murdered her, stabbed her to death outside of where we lived. But that was years before, right? So I was like, okay, yeah, that's very sad. It's very tragic, you know, whatever. I never really thought twice about it. When I moved into the Bronstone, all of a sudden, I'm not even kidding. I'm not, remember, I do not believe in any of this. All All of a sudden, the TV would turn on by itself, the radio, like, Odd electrical things would just turn right. on, and I would say like, "Oh, that's the ghost." Like, you know, for my friends, like that's yeah. the ghost, whatever. But they really did happen. Like things, like if I'm going into my my you know right. kitchen in the middle of the night to get a glass of water, right, and the television turns on full blast, I would just shut it off. Right, right. But I wasn't really like scared about it. I was just kind of like, okay, 
that's happening. My brother has that attitude. I was a pure chicken shit when I was a little <laughs> kid. Like, I would have just fucking peed myself. No. Where, but my brother had that attitude. Like, oh, that, that just happened. And I remember somebody saying, like, ghosts only appear to those who are not afraid. And I'm like, well, fucking A. <laughs> I guess I lucked out with that one. I'm chicken shit. Please leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm really not. So like, I don't, I don't believe in any of it. Honestly, I don't. Um, but I don't. But know. there is an unexplainable. There is unexplainable. Yeah, and I've there had is unexplainable stuff. I don't yeah. believe in an afterlife. I don't believe. How do someone try to say like, "Whoa, that means this, this, this"? I'm no, like, "Well, you can't because you can't." I will tell you this: when I lived in that brownstone, I just said to myself and in my head, "Well, you know what? If it's you, please feel welcome in your home." And I'm very sorry that happened to you. And that was basically my attitude. And when things like turned on, I was like, "Okay, I get you. Like that was fucked up." Mm. And that was my whole... I wasn't really afraid of it. I was just kind of like like your brother. Like, mm. okay, that happened. And, yeah. And what happened was that's why. Up. That's why I like Beetlejuice so much, the movie. <laughs> because they they make uh, the afterlife so complicated. Mm. And they put so many rules. They had that book that, just, that no, right. no one could Rule read book. it. They could, no one could read it. It makes right. no sense. And then every time they're like, oh, you can't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? They say, but no one is explaining this shit. It doesn't make any sense. Because a part of me goes like, it has to kind of be like that. Like it's so like lost of like where none, none of these things. Trying to trying to explain it is just you're 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 crazy. So Santeria, yes or no? Santeria. Uh, I love the history. I love the music. I have I have a yes I, or no. Yes or no. What do you believe in it? Do I believe in it? I I think I want to. Okay, that's fair. I think that's it. Only because uh, everything we have talked about before is part of the culture. It's part of my Miami nostalgia. And even though I throw bullshit onto everything, I, 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 I root for that one to be, Aww. if it was only half truth, there would be something cool about it. And the fact that it comes with such rich richness of like African slavery seduced a country musically. The history, right. And then, and then basically made it all the way into America. And uh, it's this little known. It's it's still the Rocky of religions. <laughs> you know, it's, it's this little known contender uh, that packs a punch. Fight for the. So I think that's yeah, what it is exactly. with me. I think I would always uh, see an an, uh, uh, an onyx as part of uh, an onyx stone as part of protection. Uh, was it Asawache? What's it called? Asawache. Asawache stone. Uh, Colonia 200 or the other little perfumey thing. Uh, I like eating, I, like I eat basil. I love basil leaves. My mom can't eat basil because she sees basil as a cleansing thing because they use albaca. Right. Albaca is used for, they call it albaca instead of it, but they use that for the thing. So she sees it as like, that's supposed to go with water and mm. like clean aura, not on pizza. But it goes <laughs> fucking great on pizza though. Is it <laughs> yeah. Margarita, you had, you had that leaf, you're like, yes. Okay, so I say Santeria, no, it's not for me. I think that we're going to find out in our documentary. I right. think we're going to see what's what and who's who. And Caesar, thank you so much for joining us. This is fun, it was a good time. Mm. Girl Talks.